Hello. Hi. Welcome to another episode of Film Critters. Critters processes. 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 Another twofer. Yeah, uh, because both of them are good for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> we watched um, some popcorn flicks. Let's call it. Yeah. Let's let's let's. We watched some uh, some mass media. Yeah. That's right, baby. The new Marvel and <laughs> Frozen Two. No, we're not. <laughs> some AAA uh, releases here. Um, I don't. I don't know if you could call these triple. These are like triple A B list movies. <laughs> these are like we needed. We need to put something on a screen that yeah. isn't showing Frozen Two. Two point five A. First, we watched Doctor Sleep. Yeah, uh, Doctor Sleep. Uh, for those who don't know, is the is based on the Stephen King novel, which is a sequel to The Shining. Yeah, uh, and the movie is based on the Stephen King novel, which is a sequel to The Shining. Based on the uh, novel The Shining and also a sequel to the movie <laughs> yeah which if you don't know a lot about the history of those uh, The Shining the movie and the, the Shining the book are pretty diametrically opposed <laughs> <laughs> yeah so there's a lot of there's a lot of weird weird stuff going on going on with Dr. Sleep yeah cause it's how, where should we even start with this <laughs> it's so you can't do a movie that is a sequel to The Shining and have it be based on a sequel to a, a different property, essentially, that has the same name. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, similar ideas, because your movie is mostly in conversation with the movie, the other movie. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> not, exactly. Not in conversation with the book. <laughs> it. The movie, like, the, the Shining movie existing is the biggest roadblock on, like, Doctor Sleep being good. Because, like, okay, first of all, let's start, let's really just start with, like, the first 30 minutes of the movie where you see um, Danny Torrance. Yeah. Uh, who's the son character from The Shining, blah, blah, blah. Uh, he is, he's still, he's still young and he's still dealing with, it's, like, this really interesting sequence where he's, like, dealing with having The Shining and dealing with, like, it, it's this kind of allegorical content of, like, trauma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it, he, he's literally being haunted by the ghosts of the Overlook Hotel, despite having left the Overlook Hotel. Yeah, absolutely. So he develops ways of dealing with uh, this trauma, which I, I thought, like, imagery-wise and con- conceptually, like, that all that was all really interesting. I, I really liked the, the metaphor of, like, boxes that are essentially in the maze where he killed his dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that is where he just locks them deep down inside <laughs> yeah <laughs> just lock away all that trauma really really good ham-fisted metaphor <laughs> yeah so that shit that shit really worked there, there there's so much there's actually like a lot about dr sleep that really worked for me um no i i agree that the, the big thing i always say about the that i dislike about the film is that like there's just very very two different movies being made <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, there there's all this new stuff that's like very disconnected. Um, but uh, within the first thirty minutes, you see a uh, you see actors who are impersonating the original actors and actresses. Yeah, the uh, the, the child actor, you know, it's it's a pretty straightforward job. I I think yeah. I think the the kid they got to play young Danny Torrance is pretty good. Yeah, same here. And I I, I also think that the Shelley Duvall impersonator that they got did a really good job. She- knocks it the fuck out of the park because yeah. instead of just casting someone who looks like her they cast someone who like conveys the exact same emotional like not hysteria 
but like the exact same sort of just like oh this is a woman who's like th- this is Shelley Duvall's character after The Shining. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Absolutely. Um, and I, I I have some weird feelings about it as well because like we can get into it once we get into like the sort of thematic content of the movie because the movie is all about like sort of mental trauma and stuff like that and just like all of this like mental and emotional trauma i I feel like like child predation is like a big theme of it as well since the main antagonists literally prey on children yeah (laughs) are are so the main antagonists of the film are a bunch of steampunk motherfuckers oh uh, traveling God. around in a goddamn circus using their various psychic hijink powers to find uh, children who are very, very smart and have good psychic brains and then just murdering them. Yeah. <laughs> My, um, in order to eat, uh, in order to do child soul whippets. <laughs> so that, that aspect of it is hilarious. I, I love that the bad, I love that the antagonist in this movie is like a white woman with dreads, like a straight up like burning man. And, and like an Amanda Palmer hat. Yeah. Like some like fucking a goofy like, little top and hat. And her whole bit is she's like, I'm, I, I'm, what is it, Mar- Margaret, Margaret the hat. Yeah. And people call me that because I wear this hat all the time. And then like the implication, there's some implication that like the hat has magic powers in it or something. Mm. Because there's, like, the scene where, like, she gets knocked down at the the grocery store and a woman tries to grab her hat. And she goes, like, don't, don't touch it. Yeah. So there's definitely some something going on there with her, her hat. With her wacky with her Joanna Newsom trill, fan. <laughs> fucking trilby-ass hat. Yeah. <laughs> with her Hot Topic hat. Um, yeah. Uh, I really liked the antagonist in this movie. I, I, liked, I liked a lot of the imagery of what they did with her powers. Uh, like, the, the, um, the imagery and how it, like got that stuff across the stuff of her like astral projecting was like awesome like really tonally well balanced and really well done uh and uh i i liked also the main character girl like the young girl yeah 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 but um, i don't remember her name offhand it no it doesn't a- really it's matter a- abra is the name of the character abra okay uh and like i i am obsessed with the fact that her room is plastered in ruby posters <laughs> which means that ruby is canon in the shining universe ruby ruby takes place in the shining universe which means that red versus blue is canon in the shining universe <laughs> excuse me which means that halo is canon uh danny torrance would play halo danny torrance probably <laughs> danny danny torrance fully grown adult man would play halo 5 guardians for the xbox one Spe- speaking of the one thing that i thought was weird in this movie in terms of like intellectual property things was just the scene of uh the the shelly duvall impersonator and danny torrance watching looney tunes and because like i don't know if this was an editing mistake or something but she like laughs at parts of the cartoons that like aren't jokes oh that's in, <laughs> that's every movie that has like old cartoons in it yeah where they're like it'll just be like bugs bunny shows up ha <laughs> <laughs> And it's just, it's so weird because yeah I know I I hate it but like in this one for some reason I think it stuck out just because it's like that's that's like really weird yeah. <laughs> like it's it's like a panning shot like setting up for a scene and Shelley Duvall's just like ha, ha, ha. what's wrong Danny are you okay what's wrong Danny are you loving <laughs> what's the wrong cartoons? Doc <laughs> but yeah Abra Abra's an interesting I I so here's I, here's part of the like this is what I mean like like the stuff you're talking about with like the the dream sequences and stuff that was great. But I hated that it was all tied to, like, stupid bullshit lore. Yeah. Because, like, that's not what I'm seeing The Shining 2. I, I don't care <laughs> what the fucking <laughs> background story of the Overlook Hotel is. Yeah. The whole point of it being scary is that you don't know what the fuck it is. <laughs> yeah. Like, 
I, and that that's kind of the thing where there 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 were all of these. In, in in the first half of the movie, there's all this confidence and there's all this new information being like introduced to the audience and like a lot of new characters, like an almost entire cast of new characters. Um, and then it falls over itself to obsess over the original Shining. Yeah. And like recreate a bunch of scenes. And there's like the scene where he's, the scene where Danny is like applying for some job and it's shot exactly the same way as Kubrick shot his dad applying for the Overlook Hotel position. Uh, and just like this ham-fisted shit, like this the scene where she, the scene where they're fighting on the staircase in the exact same way. Yeah, the um, the one that I noticed was like um, the scene when we're off the carnival of uh, vampires, whatever. Um, and they're like, "Where is where is the hat?" And they're like, "Oh, she's on the she's on the watchtower." And he goes over to the uh, like the, the the tour bus that they're hanging out on, mm-hmm. and she's just listening to one of the songs from the Overlook Hotel. But they're, like, in the middle of the fucking woods, and I'm like, what? Like, this is just here for, like, people in the audience to go, like, ooh, 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 ooh. (laughs) I know that song. Yeah. But it's like, why would she be listening to it? Why does it sound like it's, like, being played off of an old phonograph when she's listening to it on the radio? (laughs) (laughs) It's, It's not a, like... This isn't like me because it's like a nitpicky thing, but it's, I mean, it's, it doesn't add anything to like the themes. It doesn't add anything to the vibe of the scene. It's the fact that you can tell that it's just there because they're like, we need to have her listening to a song. Oh, The Shining, the song. <laughs> the, the Shining song, TM. TM. The, and I mean the, like the, the weird, like old waltz that's like kind of like on a loop, the like, wah, 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 uh, yeah. wah, yeah. wah. Not the not the the classic shining Wendy Carlos track. Okay. Um, no, she's listening to the ballroom waltz one, which is why it sticks out so much. Because it's like, why would she be listening to this? Like, yeah. they're not the Overlook Hotel. Like, isn't in <laughs> the narrative yet? <laughs> right. <laughs> and she doesn't like. There's no point where it pays off. Like, she has a connection. Like, she doesn't know what the Overlook Hotel is when they get to it. She's like, what the fuck? Why did you drive out to this abandoned ass hotel? <laughs> <laughs> What's this gross building? Yeah. Ew. With regard to Danny Torrance's character, I liked I liked a lot of what they did with him. I thought it was like really heartfelt. Like the AA meetings and shit were like really cool to watch. Uh it was just like really like really touching. Um and I I I understand the necessity to like have last act that's like him in big quotes facing his trauma or whatever. Um, L- literally talking with uh somebody doing a Jack Nicholson impression. Which yeah, but like, gonna give gonna give that actor credit. Like Jack Nicholson is a hard one to do, uh, or or at least a hard performance to top. Um, but like, like that that scene was interesting and also really weird. I I so I th- this is like part of the reason why I like like the the contrast of it is that scene. There's like a scene where Danny Torrance like goes and it basically replays the the like scene when Jack Torrance in the original is told is like basically like poured a drink and he's like it's on us and then he's like you're the caretaker and it's like that but it's like danny and jack torrance is now the bartender on the other side and danny is like trying to be like hey dad and he's just like i don't know who you're talking about like i'm just the bartender yeah uh and he's like you've always been the bartender haven't you and he's like what can i do for you like it's very like a weird tense scene that plays out similarly but it's like danny resisting it and it definitely ties into the ideas of like Danny has this, like, fear 
of becoming his father, like mm-hmm. literally, literally a, a fear. And so here's the scene where he's replaying the moment where his father like decided to kill him and his mother, and he's basically having to make the choice to become his father or not. Yeah. Uh, and then they just, but then like everything else in the movie going in either direction doesn't really do that. <laughs> does it? <laughs> does it really build up to that? Where I'm like, is that his motivation? Yeah, he has yeah. The, he has the one scene where he's like, "I'm an alcoholic because my dad was," and then like that's it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not really expounded on. Like he has interesting like motivations, but like that specific one is like absent from the film up mm. until that scene. Yeah, so it kind of just slaps you in the face with it. Um, and, and, then it, and then it doesn't explain like what's his dynamic with Abra then like why. Yeah. There's it's a lot there's a lot of pieces that because they're trying to stitch together essentially two different narratives of the same story. <laughs> right. They have to like kind of just like jump back and forth between which one they're doing. Which you were telling me there there was some like weird discord with that where like there's the, a boiler room. Yes, so there's like a really big point there's like a there's like they make a big deal of the boiler room in this one and it's because the boiler room is a big deal in The Shining the book but was cut completely from the movie. Yeah. Like, they shot scenes involving the boiler room, but then they just cut it. So the thing that happens with uh, Danny at the end where he dies in the boiler room is what happens to Jack at the end of The Shining in the book. Right. Uh, Because Jack in the book is, like, basically the Stephen King self-insert, which is partially why he hates the movie so much. (laughs) Because in the book, it's supposed to be this, like, guy who's struggling with alcoholism and, like, not wanting to be an abuser, being driven mad by, like, ghosts. Right. Uh, So he sacrifices himself and blows himself up in the boiler room, which is also where he, like, finds the scrapbook that kind of, like, opens up, like, opens him up to being influenced by the ghosts. Mm. Uh, And then the movie just, like... That's yeah. stupid. Uh, this is this the uh, this was built on an ancient Indian burial ground, and it's about the cycles of abuse. And so the movie tries to just do both. Yeah, <laughs> it tries to both have the like heroic boiler room sacrifice scene, uh, and also like, but also it's about the cycles of abuse, but also because it's based on the Stephen King one, it's not really metaphorical ghosts; it's just actual ghosts. <laughs> yeah. So. And I, I think, like, the the big way that that kind of comes across to me, like, or, or like, the, the sort of disconnect between those two is, like, you have all these kind of interesting new ideas that are, like, decent, uh, and then you go back to obsess over the original Shining movie, which was, by all accounts, a bitch to work on because it was a Kubrick film. Yeah. And, like... Was a permanently damaging project for, like, basically everybody who worked at on it, including Shelley par- Duvall. Particularly Shelley Duvall. In particular, who, like, I just hope they cut a, I just hope they cut her a check yeah. when they made this movie. Like, cut Shelley Duvall a fucking check. She deserves it. Like, you know, we all, we all saw the Dr. Phil special that she was on and she was getting taken advantage of. And, you know, just cut her a fucking check. Yeah. Like, no, it's, it's, it's. It's, and that's, like, I remember, like, after you saw it, you told me, it's like, the biggest problem is that it wants to engage with the legacy of The Shining, but it wants to engage with the legacy of The Shining in the sense of, like, it's me, The Shining 2. It wants yeah. some of that prestige, but it doesn't really want to deal, engage with, like, the legacy of The Shining and, like, what it means within, like, larger pop culture and, like, mm-hmm. you know, what does it mean for the fact that, like, 
uh, uh, again, like Shelley Duvall's character, like was essentially like her actual personhood was also essentially like destroyed for the sake of that movie. And her career was essentially destroyed for performance. That is like kind of like one of the most memorable performances in horror of all time. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, and it's an incredible performance. Yeah. Uh, and like, like, and like, there's there's definitely ways in which that that that's left open. I like the the sequence where Danny is talking about how he had to learn to essentially deal with like the fact that as people get closer to death, their faces become covered in black flies to him, and so the first person he experienced that with is his mother, and so he was not able to look at her as she was dying, mm-hmm. and she was able to recognize that he couldn't even look at her. Yeah, like that's such a like. That's a powerful metaphor if you tie it into like the way in which the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know. But again, it's it's because they wanted to they wanted, you know, in the interviews they're like, well, we also wanted Jack Nichol or not Jack, we wanted Stephen King to be happy with this movie. And it's like, man, <laughs> fuck Stephen King. No, actually, <laughs> I just I just read it and is like it it made me sad that we have not gotten a really good adaptation of it. Because there's a lot of really good, like, good meaty stuff in there. Mm-hmm. But it it absolutely needs, like, some... It, it needs somebody who's willing to do a Kubrick thing of just, like, I'm going to take the things from this that are, like, cool. Yeah. And I'm going to, like, flush all your stupid lore bullshit down the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> that that makes sense. I, I, it's, King seems like that type of writer to me, I think. Yeah. And so it's, like, it's... It's less of a fuck king, and it's more of a like, oh, there's this like Stephen King worship, but it's kind of based more on the fact that he's written a lot of stories that have made very good horror films, and the books are they're pulp horror novels. Yeah, <laughs> and like you know, it has a lot of great symbolism, and you know, it has like a lot of great like imagery that has like been replicated on the TV screen and like the movie screen, mm-hmm. and it also has as a major plot point uh, plot point a galactic space turtle that puked up the universe great <laughs> put that in the movie that yeah why was why was it in the movie i don't know why they took that out of the film there's, just, a, there's a part in the book where uh pennywise the clown is taunting the main character bill and he's like the turtle died <laughs> that's why you have writer's block <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> i'm dead serious yeah it has a lot of wild shit in, in, yeah. in the book he, he was on a lot of inspiration <laughs> he, was... <laughs> he was a lot of inspiration juice <laughs> a lot of that old-fashioned 80s inspiration <laughs> Uh, you know, well, yeah, I, I, I think that like, it's, it's kind of split between this King, King worship and this Kubrick worship that like the shining is like an interesting artifact. The movie I should say is like an interesting artifact. Um, and I, I can hear, I can hear people being like, well, if you don't want to see the shining stuff, why did you go see the shining sequel? And it's kind of just like, well, the shining, like, (laughs) (laughs) listen, bud. Uh, well, because I had the opportunity to. <laughs> Listen, you hypothetical piece of shit. Yeah. Um, because, like, I, because I think, it, like, if the movie wanted to include that imagery, it would have, I think it should have more meatily reckoned with, like, the legacy of the actual movie in relation to, like, the thematic content, you know? Because it, it's not, it's not all sunshine and roses in the legacy of, that movie. Yeah, no, it, and it's like, I'm gonna like, like go back to this like thing. I like when I saw it, I was like, I think it would have been like a cool way to adapt it and like touch on both the legacy of the movie and the book. Uh-huh. Would have been to have The Shining the movie exist in the universe of this. 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, like the idea that like maybe Danny Torrance's story was like a huge like, you know, because it, it doesn't make sense that people like don't really know who he is or know about his history. When I imagine like, oh, caretaker goes crazy and like murders like <laughs> the groundskeeper <laughs> and then tries to kill his wife and kid at the hotel where that happened last time too. People are going to know about that. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's a pretty big story. Yeah, that's a pretty big deal. And so, like, having it be like, you know, Danny Torrance is, like, wa- is washed up, but he's, like, you know, dealing with the damage of, like, that became a huge story and he has to constantly live in the shadow of it. But it's something that happened when he was a kid. So he's like, I don't, like, what do you want from me? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, also grappling with, like, all the same sort of themes and plot points they have in the book. Basically, I just want... um I realized as I was describing this uh, that I was describing Dark Places by Killian Flynn. <laughs> so just uh, go watch, go read and watch Dark Places. Don't, don't, you don't need to watch Dark Places. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not, it's, it's a very, it's like they just took the book and they're like, all right, that scene, we're going to film it. And oh, then okay. like no adaptation, like no, there's no adaptation. It's, it's shooting the, it's shooting the book like a script. Okay. Well, eh, that's something. Book's really good though. You should read it. Okay. Yeah, I've been meaning to read more Gillian Flynn. Um, yeah, and the last thing, the last thing I'll say about Doctor Sleep is that like, um, as much as all the new stuff was like pretty interesting, uh, including the like whippet canister, uh, the, the, the child soul whippet canister. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like one of my favorite aspects of the movie. Um, I, it felt really weird when they all got shot to death by Danny Torrance. Yeah. Like, didn't that feel kind of weird? That felt like a that whole sequence felt like a scene from like the Twilight movie. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> like just absolute cartoon gunfire like we're going to just shoot a bunch of people in the middle of the woods and then they're going to turn into like screaming skeleton ghosts. <laughs> yeah. It's it's so bizarre. It's it's like Oh, here's all this like sort of oh we we there's this child psychic now and and I'm a psychic and everything is so important. Uh, anyway, let's just go have a shootout. Let's just have a shootout. Yeah, let's just be breaking let's bad. Let, let's let let's set this huge trap for these people, and then the conclusion of that trap is we just shoot them with guns. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then it like ends on like the Danny Torrance's friend shooting himself because one of the characters is established. To have the ability to one of the few characters whose whose actual power is established is that she can push people to do things. Yeah. And so while she's dying, uh, he gets too close to her and she says, shoot yourself. And then he does. Mm-hmm. And it's really fucking stupid. And yeah. it's just like, oh, OK, that character's use in the story was done. So we got to kill him. Yeah. Spe- it's like a good character, too. Speaking of, I would l- I, I really wish the movie was more about the weird, like hard candy, psychic Lolita girl. Yeah, she was so interesting. She was such an interesting character type. And it's like, I, I thought she was going to be one of the main characters. And then she joins it. And then I'm just like, she's just here. Yeah. She's- <laughs> like, why is she here? And then you get to that. She's like, oh, she's here because that's how they killed that other character. But yeah. she has no function in the story beyond that. Yeah. Like, I, I she, there should have been more. There just should have yeah. been, they, they, I think she should have made it to the end. I And like, there should have been just like a lot of like, showdowns that that show how difficult it is like how trauma makes it hard to interact with other people and how and how for example and how like yeah trauma changes the way you like respond to things and because like like that's the thing about that character that's like really interesting is that it's very obvious from her character that like this is a person who has a personal investment in like killing pedophiles 
And so it's like, oh, why, like, you have this implication, like, she is also a trauma survivor, but she has gone in, like, the comp- in, like, an extremely unhealthy way of coping with that. Right. You know, and the way in which that mirrors, like, Danny Torrance's, like, self-destructive versus her, like, outwardly destructive. Mm-hmm. Versus uh, Abra's, like, implicit sort of, tra- like, childhood trauma of, like, having to repress the stuff that's a side of her and, like, smart kid syndrome. She, yeah. she, she has fucking gifted kid syndrome. Yeah, that's. Her. You said don't fight the the big old vampire, but I'm gonna fight her anyway. I have a purple wig that I'll put on. She'll never recognize me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I didn't. I didn't end up really liking Ivor's character. I liked the performance. Um, and at the same time, like, sh- God, what a psychopath! Just hey, can you kill all these dudes? Can you just? Uh, I think they're. I think they might be dangerous. Can you just kill them can you for me, Danny? Please. please, 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 please. I know that actress is good because the sequence when uh, Danny Torrance takes over her body, yeah, it's such a transformation of it. Like I was yeah, like, no, I was like, she, oh, I was like, oh, this actress is really good. She's her doing character her just sucks. Yeah, <laughs> her character is not interesting. Um, yeah, like so. In, I, I I love what non entities her like parents are, and then like when her dad gets killed. Like my first thought was literally not like, oh, how sad. It was like. Wait, what about her? Oh, yeah, her mom's out of town. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of underdeveloped parts. There's a, 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 this half-baked movie. I, I feel like oh, if, yeah. it, if it was cooked over a little more, you know, you probably would have gotten some really interesting stuff out of it. Um, and who gives a fuck about The Shining? Fuck The Shining. Yeah. Fuck Kubrick. No one cares. Fuck King. Fuck King. Uh, fuck the guy who made this movie. I fuck think he's Jack like Nicholson. he's like one of the insidious dudes. Oh, really? Yeah. Or something. He he. He was like where I looked him up, and he's like he's like an established director, but it's like most of his stuff is like. Eh, it's probably well, I hated the sequence where they're explaining the doctor's sleep uh, name, where he's just like, "Oh, you're you you're, he's like he's like let me get a doctor." He's like, "No, you are a doctor, a doctor who puts me to sleep for permanently. <laughs> I'm gonna call you Doctor Sleep." <laughs> Because that's the name of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Sleepington's Bedtime Man. And he's just, and like, Danny throws just immediately. It's like, hell yeah. My new job is I'm just going to watch patients die. At a job where my Fuck job yeah. is to take care of patients. And I assume if you're just spending years always hanging out in the room of a patient who dies, someone's going to ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's okay. It's his doctor work that he does as a doctor. Uh, Mike Flanagan is Mike who I was Flanagan. thinking of. Who did uh, Hush, which I oh, did really like. Hush rules. Hush fucking rules. Um, he did the... Huh. He also did Gerald's Game, which is another Stephen King adaptation from like a few years back. Interesting. Uh, but he also did the movie that's about uh, the, the haunted Ouija board and Oculus. Oculus is supposedly good. He also worked on the the Haunting of Hill House Which, Netflix series. Okay, that was dog shit. Yeah, so he's a very he he's a real like hit and miss director. That's why I was like I I I feel like he could have made a better film out of this because yeah. he has shown the ability to make good movies. Hush is really good. Hush is incredible. I I would love to see him do more thrillers. I think that's that's maybe maybe something he's a little stronger on. But I mean, Oculus... his, his visual direction skills are really good in this. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I he's got he's got he's got a good visual eye. It's just. Gotta have the right, gotta have the right, uh, gotta have the right movie, I guess. Gotta work on the material. Um, yeah. But, anyway, I don't know. What would you rather have spent your... 12, my... 12, 12 $15 on? Um, 
maybe like is there a criterion collection release of the original shining i i know fuck the shining but also like the shining's one of my favorites <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, there's probably... Oh, you know what? Uh, if there was, like, a limited film run of Room 237, that weird documentary about how oh, The yeah. Shining is about how Kubrick faked the moon landing, I would go see that. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, that sounds great. By the um, way, did you know that Kubrick faked the moon landing? It's really... <laughs> <laughs> Just... And Epstein didn't kill himself? And it's Epstein so weird. Did, it's so weird. Uh, did you know that Kubrick was murdered because he was keeping <laughs> eyes wide shut, which is about Jeffrey Epstein? Oh, shit. The conspiracy is so deep. That's uh, that's one I that's one I believe. Not that, it's <laughs> actually, not that it's necessarily exactly about Epstein, but that, but, like, the movie is definitely about him, like, knowing actual, like, actual sex crime rings that were being committed by the rich. Oh, I believe that. Uh, and I do believe that he was murdered for it. <laughs> Wait, how did he die? Um, before uh, Two months before the movie was released so that the studio would have an excuse to recut it and remove 20 minutes of footage that nobody has ever seen. Is that real? <laughs> That's real. That's fact. Okay. Nobody knows. The, 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 the biggest theory about what those 20 minutes contain is that allegedly there was supposed to be a character in the film who was very clearly Bill Clinton. Uh, that character is not in the movie anymore. Oopsie. Coincidentally... Again, they re-edited it despite Kubrick having final edit say, but then he died, so he can't say anything. <laughs> That's interesting. You know, we're we're going to go full conspiracy brain. Another fun fact, uh, he hired a journalist commonly associated with conspiracies because he's always the first to report very interesting, like, very major stories. For example, recently, uh, he was the first person to break the story about uh, Jeffrey Epstein's untimely death. <laughs> Okay. Uh, and also Jeffrey Wait, Epstein's, uh, I, I forget his name offhand. He's just some like Washington Post journalist. Okay. But it's just one of those things where it's like he's, he, for some reason, he's always the one who breaks these like big stories. Yeah. Uh, so Kubrick hired him on to, to like be a consultant for this movie about, <laughs> about the powerful and elite doing things such as having certain reporters break certain stories so that they can set the narrative. Uh, anyway, when Kubrick died, guess who broke the story? <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> Alrighty. It's it's one of those things where I, I'd heard it before and I was like, that's not true. Like he he was just an old piece of shit and he died. That's fine. And then like the more I like have like learned about like the weird circumstances or anything, I'm like, I mean, being an artist is dangerous. <laughs> I mean, they've... I love how so half the time, occasionally on these things, our show just turns into like we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna Epstein pill you now. <laughs> we're gonna blue pill you. <laughs> On class politics. What is the truth? Um, yeah, don't 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 turn us into Alex Jones. We we don't. Yeah, no, I mean, we're, we're we're it's it's we it's only know fun. as much as we're, <laughs> we 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 know what we're talking about as much as you do. Yeah, uh, but which is what they want us to know. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, I that's crazy. Yeah. Um, I would rather have spent my money on I don't know like a portable DVD player TV from Goodwill. <laughs> So Those are pretty dope. <laughs> yeah, you know, just watch The Shining on my like five inch screen. As Kubrick intended. <laughs> As Kubrick intended. Thank you. My 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 bootleg of a uh, of what The Irishman. That's the new one that everyone's like. You got to watch it on a big <sighs> screen. God, whatever. I'm gonna watch it. I don't know what point. it's about. I don't know anything about it. Um, I think Jimmy Hoffa's in it. Okay. Like cool. not like not like as a person like not alive. <laughs> <laughs> like I mean I think he's I think he's a character in the film. They put his fucking corpse in it. <laughs> yeah. Cool. The CGI is amazing now. <laughs> it's like the Tupac hologram, but it's Jimmy Hoffa. 
Damn, okay. Okay, Wig. Uh, what would you not rather have spent your money on? I am glad I didn't spend my $12 on um, a full screen copy of really any Kubrick movie. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've done that like once before when I was in high school, and I can't remember which one it was. It might have been The Shining. I just remember being like, wow, Pan and Scan makes this movie look fucking terrible <laughs> i yeah the you don't like the you don't like the tracking you don't like that the amount of tracking you, you have to do because everything because kubrick shots are literally filled with information it's where it's like in 24 3 aspect ratio or something it's like, and they have to like fucking I, I it looks just, like a jason Bourne movie yeah just setting it up in the theater so that like the camera actually physically has to pan back and forth um, well, that's fun. I would rather not have, uh, spent it to see a psychic. Because <laughs> I already know what's in my future. There's, like, there's, like, like there's, like, the, like, the little hut, like, of the neon sign, like, psychic lady that's in that one parking lot for some reason near the Space Needle. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We should go to her. I would love to. She's probably really expensive because she's definitely there for tourists. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I, hmm. But we should. Maybe. I think I think I think we should do it. Yeah, let's you know let's let's L- let's ask her what our next episode should be about. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, let's pay sixty dollars and find out what our next episode's gonna be. She's just gonna say the Irishman. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna like, no. It's like all right, fuck fine. you. She's like fine, Frozen two. <laughs> god fucking damn it! I hate movies. Movies. Speaking are so of bad. movies, we hate. Oh yeah. Charlie, Charles, Charlie and his angels. Charles and the angels. Uh, did you know uh-huh. that what if Charlie could, she could be a woman the whole time and we wouldn't even know because it's just wow. a voice box. It's just a voice box. It would be, you know the glass ceiling that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> gonna uh, gonna repel through the glass ceiling. Um, <laughs> that that means you're going down. That's the, that's the opposite direction. <laughs> listen, you know, you gotta make progress. Gotta make some eggs to Ladies, make it. Ladies, have you seen Broad City? <laughs> uh, like, women, you know what it's like when men be taking credit for your work. <laughs> so I I um loved it. Loved <laughs> the movie. <laughs> let's let's start at the top. Okay. Uh, by which I mean the writer, director, and one of the stars, Elizabeth Banks. <laughs> <laughs> sure. The I was on the fence about seeing this. The thing that made me want to see this was like some th- interview she gave where she was just like, oh, people aren't seeing my movie. And it was the most cynical marketing move ever. She was like, Peep, this movie's bombing because men hate women. And I remember telling you, every person <sighs> I told this to just went, well, yeah, but that's not why the movie's bombing. <laughs> and that made men me want. Men do hate women. Men, men do hate women, but that's not why the movie's bombing. It's because it's a reboot of an '80s TV show that nobody remembers. Yeah. And like a movie series from the 2000s that is like not well remembered. <laughs> I so I think I remember. I think I watched Charlie's Angels, like the movie. Yeah in the odds or something like that and i don't remember it <laughs> i was but i mean like it's it's a fun like emo- it's like a fun palette of things like the yeah that's shit it's it's like it's, it's a mcg movie is why mcg being like that director who just made like fucking garbage like action movies and also my favorite movie of all time stay alive 
Oh, Stay Alive, which Shay has a full-size poster. Yeah, I have, like, an actual full-size poster that has lasted me, like, a decade. It's my favorite movie. The two the two posters Jay has are The Snowman and Stay Alive. Specifically, the, the Mr. Police, You Could Have Saved Her, I Gave You All the Clues poster, <laughs> and a Stay Alive poster by two movie posters that are... Do I have literally any other movie shit in this room? See, I, I have a... See, I have a Lady Vengeance poster. Try... Try watching some real movies. Uh, yeah, I did. <laughs> Stay Alive. <laughs> Stay Alive is a it's a very real um, movie. But like, yeah, it's like the original Charlie. Like, if you're gonna remake the like Charlie's Angels in that way, it's like you're gonna have to deal with the fact that like those kinds of blockbuster movies don't exist unless you have a superhero in them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Or a Star Wars in them. Yeah, definitely. But basically, what that told me is like, oh, this movie. Uh, it's going to be shit. <laughs> I was like, if you're pulling that card, this movie has to be terrible. <laughs> and, and was it Jay? Was it shit? Um, yeah. It, it, it was It was like, I don't... Okay, here's the thing. When I say it was better than I expected, that is not the movie. When I say it is better than expected, I mean Christian Stewart yeah. tried her damnedest to pull this movie up. <laughs> well, I... I think that it, there, there's like a lot of complicated things happening here where I think that there, there's a lot of like tone deafness on the part of the creators of this movie where like oh Ruth Bader Ginsburg is a Charlie's Angel oh isn't for- that so oh, fucking funny I forgot about that fucking line which yeah, there's we can talk we can talk about it later but like there's the ending of this movie is so no we can talk about it now. let's talk about it let's, now. This, the, the best way to summarize this movie is that at the end there's just a montage of so the setup of the film is that there's the two angels and the third. Well, it's a whole organization, but there's the two angels that are the auxiliaries of the past three angels. Yeah. And the third angel is like a new recruit, and she's the brainy one. She's the hacker one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 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 other two angels are the bimbo jock and uh, I I guess the 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 leaderish one. Um. God. I don't I don't know what the like her gimmick is that she's good at it. It's like yeah. the 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 two characters who aren't the newcomers to the angels is like one of them is like very serious and and the other one it's like it's like more about their personality types than it is about their abilities, I guess. Like yeah. the serious good at her job uh and then like the playful sort of like Haha, I'm so silly yeah. like Kristen Stewart character yeah and that's, I, I'm pretty sure that's that's the archetype of like the the Charlie's Angels series is like because I'm pretty sure Cameron Diaz was the Christian Stewart in the original mm-hmm. I want to say who was the other person who wasn't Lucy Liu in the original Charlie's Angels uh, it was oh god I just had it up um Drew Barrymore okay because I, I I'm trying to remember which one was which maybe Drew Barrymore then was the bimbo one because uh, she had kind of a baby face thing going at the time. Yeah, I don't really remember. Uh, and then I want to say Cameron Diaz was the serious one, and then Lucy Liu was, like, the hacker, like, the tech guy one. Yeah. Well, like, I, you keep saying bimbo, and I think that that's, like, technically a correct way to put it, but I would not call Kristen Stewart's character a bimbo. She's, like, the girl version of a himbo. Yeah, exa- <laughs> no, exactly. Precisely. She's a no. butch bow. Here's the thing, and, and here, here's what, we'll, we'll kind of loop back to the ending of the movie, but, like, the thing that made me want to watch the movie was a bunch of, like, like compilation interview footage of Kristen Stewart being an absolute fuckboy and flirting <laughs> with Naomi Scott, who is uh, the... The uh, newcomer one? Who's the newcomer one in the movie. Like, they're, they're flirting in, like, every interview. 
And it's like really, oh, it's just very, it's so sweet. And like that energy makes it into the movie like a little, little, little bit. There's that one shot. So we went and saw this with our friend Mia, who's been on the podcast, friend of the podcast, Mia. Friend of the show, friend of the friend show. Friend of the show. Uh, discovered that you can recline your seats at the AMC we went to and was just fully horizontal watching this movie. We all were. We were, we were all having a time. We were all time. horizontal. We were having great. a time. Our theater was empty for the first like 10 minutes or something like that. And then I looked behind us and I was like, oh shit, there's a couple. Everybody shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, and then we just kind of continued to be because yeah. like the thing is they were also sitting way in the back and we were no, like yeah, three were. fourths down the way so we're like okay we can like talk we just can't be like yelling and hollering like we were doing and, before and throwing our popcorn at the screen and, <laughs> and, wow. s- and smacking the ushers around just yeah. like hey hey go get me some lighting up cigarettes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, the, the ending credit sequence is like training montage and like literal girl cameos just cameos of girls yeah like at first the first one is like one of the original charlie's angels so you're like oh it's gonna show like she's got she's gonna have cameron diaz come in she's gonna have lucy Liu come in Mm -hmm. nope just (laughs) other women betty from riverdale is here yeah Uh, (laughs) why why not uh like an olympic skater is there as well kate mckinnon kate mckinnon is there uh, and then our first little favorite, we have a cameo appearance of Laverne Cox, immediately followed by a cameo appearance of Ronda Rousey. <laughs> so that moment was very like, uh, Laverne Cox showed up and I was like, oh, I could be an angel. Oh my God, am I a Charlie's angel? And then Ronda Rousey showed up and I was like, you know, I don't think I want to be an angel. Yeah. <laughs> I, think I'll, I think I'll pass on being an angel. Well, she gave, me, she gave me an angel, but you know, she's, she's in a different angels division. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she's. <laughs> I just don't think Ronda Rousey. She's like, I just don't think it's fair that she gets to be an angel, <laughs> considering the fact that the the slope of her bones or whatever the fuck Ronda Rousey said in that interview. Oh God. Yeah, I I just you know just all of this. And that was in the same scene where they mentioned the uh, the Ruth Ruth Bader Ginsburg yeah. was an angel. Stupid fucking movie. <laughs> Uh, but the, the, Elizabeth the, Warren is an angel, everybody. But oh my, Warren, the, the, literally, this movie is Warren 2020. <laughs> As if you distilled Warren 2020 with like, what do the Kamala Harris stands call themselves? Oh, Harris God. heads? <laughs> hair, <laughs> hair brains? Ca- chameleons? No, it's like K-Squad. It, I'm dead. K-Hive. It's oh, K-Hive. K-Hive? K-Hive. Wow, that's so trendy. But, this, it's it's like if you distilled K-Hive, whatever Warren calls themselves, and like that video of the Pete uh, Buttkeg doing the High Hope stance. Oh, yeah. If you distilled that into a juice and injected Elizabeth Banks with that and let her direct a movie, <laughs> this is what you get. But yeah. we did get a scene of uh, the new the new Charlie Angel uh, getting doing shots and getting ready to get ta- her her angel mark, which by the way, for a feminist movie, really weird to have women getting like tattoos saying that they belong to Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this fucking Charlie? <laughs> yeah, um, but as they sit her in the chair, Christian Stewart, like this was definitely the point of the movie where like Christian Stewart, the actress, was like, "I'm gonna fuck, <laughs> I'm gonna fuck this person." <laughs> Because she just, like, leans on her arm and does the smallest little, like, pivot. And Mia, sitting next to me, just goes, what is this? <laughs> what is the what is the vibe of this scene? The vibes? Because it doesn't come off like they're getting her ready to, like, get her tattoo. It comes off like they're getting ready to fuck her. <laughs> <laughs> 
Which is great. Like, if only the movie was more like that. If the movie, the movie should have just been directed by Christian Stewart. Yeah, I maybe think so. even written by her because I feel like <laughs> she improved a lot of like the best moments of her character. Yeah, there's like a bit where she like she steals this like guy's key during a fight, and she's like, "By the way, I was just a distraction to get your key." Uh, later, and just run down the hall. And a very obvious Christian Stewart fly like seat like second of the moment just goes yeah <laughs> just like the most like child in a GameStop yell. <laughs> she, there's like a part where she literally goes see ya yeah, uh, which is like great glorious like that's the thing about this movie like if you, if you want to watch Kristen Stewart just like be on a playground like watch it yeah. absolutely because that like you'll get that in spades and and whenever she's not on screen fast forward here's the plot <laughs> uh Elon Musk and there's like five betrayals and Patrick Stewart spoiler alert is the bad guy yeah who cares? Uh, who gives a shit? It, who it, gives it, a fucking shit? It's it's all like very bad action movie plot with not a lot of action scenes that are very well done. No, <laughs> really, some of the like lowest energy action There's scenes like a, I've ever seen. A couple shots where I'm like, okay, you guys are on near the raid shit, and then yeah. like it kind of falls apart. And, and like, the here's Christian Stewart and a bunch of foam rocks. Yeah. <laughs> It, in a in a grinder and a guy oh a guy dies in the grinder. That was something that was weird. Uh, is that Charlie's Angels is like the cheesecake factory action movie series kind of thing, and like it's fine. I think it's fine to take that into like a weird pop feminist direction. I don't think the way it was done was well at all. No, I think I think you definitely could. I think there's like you know it's they're female super spies. That's like yeah, that's it. That's an it's, easy one. It's an easy sell. Uh, but the theory. weird thing on that was that then contrasting that with like kind of upsetting violence. <laughs> I mean, I I feel like that's. That's kind of a spy movie thing, though. But they have an Alexa that gives you strokes. <laughs> they have an Alexa that, that, that destroys, that literally gives you a brain hemorrhage. They call it brain seizures yeah. in the movie, which is so, like, what? And they have, like, a funny bit where she's like, do you think you'll be okay? And, like, yeah, he looked great. And then it cuts to the police putting, like, the this is a dead person bag over his head. Yeah. Yeah, That I mean, that stuff was totally kind of weird. Not And, like, I... I don't know. I, I kind of feel that I, I feel like a little bit of a sort of like wink, wink, nudge, nudge, like men are disposable kind of thing that I that I like kind of vibe with, I guess. But like, that's also not <laughs> it's like, hey, girl power. I love that. Uh, and also that's not very um, prudent. Or yeah. Viable. Yeah. It's also weird because it's like inconsistently applied in the movie yeah because in the opening scene there's the whole thing where they're all like they just zip tie all the bodyguards and we're like oh yeah because it's like it's a pg-13 action movie so like they can't kill people and then they kill people <laughs> and then sometimes they don't kill people it's very like weird like yeah. it, it feels I like it's just being a fucking scattershot ass movie yeah i know it's, it's a very weird tonal inconsistency uh and i fucking hate the modern film writing of like people doing like like when she impales them he's like i think he got the point oh is that is that an impalement thing is that because you oh. impaled him on the eye oh, oh are I... you are you trying to do a joke to, to oh, impress this nerd oh, oh my god oh my god that's oh my oh, god that... uh so should i go should i go now i can because i can i can go that now. type of writing is so annoying the worst scene in the movie to me was when they're like oh yeah uh she like the new angel give this like impassioned speech or she's like I want to come with you and I want to be part of the Charlie's Angels and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, there's like this music and it's like swelling. And then like the next like full fucking minute of the movie is them just being like, 
Yeah, we were gonna invite you. That's. Yeah. Do you want? Doing? Do you want the iPad? I was gonna give you the iPad. Do you yeah. want? Do you want the iPad now? Do you want the iPad now? Or later? Oh, should I go? I mean, like we gave you the bracelet, right? Like you did. You get? You, I gave her the bracelet. Yeah. It's, it's okay. Cool. It's. I hate that writing because it's not improv writing. Yeah. It's. It's written to sound like improv, but it is obviously scripted. <laughs> it's yeah, and and it's so like, for the sake of a joke that isn't funny, you have kind of eroded the like relationship between all of these different characters and just made it like sound super inconsistent and shitty like it's it right better <laughs> i i think there isn't yeah no it's it's exactly that because it's like that's the kind of stuff that like we will do in my houses a bit where we're just like antagonizing each other but the thing is when you have characters on a screen they're not doing a bit when they do that that that's just them interacting yeah and it like we do bits to each other, but not after like impassioned speeches and pleas. Like that's just and being not, a not bad after friend. we've murdered somebody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like we try to, you know, in in real life, people try to hear each other out. At least if they're friends. In theory, I don't fucking know. Maybe Elizabeth Banks they, is just like that to her friends. What did we think of the outfit? The outfits. Out oh, the outfits. Putting Kristen Stewart in a jar in, a, in like the a horse jersey boy uh -huh, outfit uh -huh. and having her spank her own ass. Inspired. Inspired. Oscar moment. The the, the 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 outfits in this film were very good. Yeah. No. I uh that is what I mean about like it's not like I was a pleasant surprise. It's that I expected everything to be like smoothed over and like not too interesting. Yeah. But there were some things that were interesting. They just weren't things that make a good movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There were things that you would notice in a good movie. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I feel really just tired by every movie just being about, like, Elon Musk. Yeah. And, and like, AI and, like, all this They gave shit. him two hoodies, too, which was the weirdest choice. <laughs> like, That's he's not weird. He would he, wear two hoodies. It, it felt like they were trying to be like, we can't do... If we put him in a hoodie, it's going to look like every other movie where it's like, here's the Mark Wahlberg... Or Mark Wahlberg. Here's the Mark Zuckerberg, uh, Elon Musk character. So we'll put him in two hoodies. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's different. Now he looks like a Watchdog character. Yeah, absolutely. No, yeah, like, just... I don't know. Child, Child's Play had the same issue. Just every movie being about this boring ass shit that I don't care about, and just being filled with, just being filled with like production design of like these pristine office buildings that look really expensive, like WeWork ass. Just yeah, like, it's if you want to make movies about the tech industry being evil, fucking look up what the tech industry does. You don't need to be like, oh, the tech <laughs> industry is making an Alexa, but it's actually a, a an evil bomb. Right. Like, Elon Musk just announced a car that kills people. <laughs> <laughs> that also doesn't work. <laughs> like, you don't need to invent things. Just talk about the way they actually treat their employees and the cities that host them. You don't need a scene where they're being like, oh, they're so misogynist and they're not listening to women uh, because... They're telling women to no smile. Yeah, they're telling women to smile and they're not listening for no reason, even though she's telling him about a... About a about a thing that's gonna kill people. It's like, well, I mean, like, that does happen in real life, but it's different, where, like, Mark Zuckerberg just doesn't listen to anybody who tells him, hey, inflating video view statistics is going to put people out of jobs. Like, he doesn't yeah. fucking care. He doesn't care. He's just like, wait a second, hold on. How much money does it make me know? <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, is almost sounds like- We're converting jobs into cash. <laughs> Almost sounds like that's a point in the film's 
favor, but it's kind of just like it. It, it just feels too cartoony. Yeah, it just feels too di- disconnected. It, it feels just like it's it's the it's the historic thing of just like where movies will have they can't critique capitalism, so they'll have right. the bad capitalists. Yeah, and in this movie, it, it's become the thing where it's like techies, usually specific ones that are in the news, become the blueprint for the bad capitalists. But it's always framed in the way where there's an implicit thing where it's like, oh, but, you know, if if they were, like, running things the way they should be running, you know, if they listen yeah. to if they if they listen to women, it's like because like that's a bit they do where it's like, oh, all the women have this thing where it's like we tried to go through bureaucracy, but we were dismissed because we were women. And it's like, no, you were dismissed because you got in the way of the profit motive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you were dismissed because the system is broken. Yeah. <laughs> and incentivizes women to not be listened to or incentivizes men specifically to not listen to women and to not listen to anyone. Who gets in the way? But it's like you can't establish that your character, that one of your characters worked for MI6, who helped cover up Epstein. (laughs) More Epstein brains. I'm sorry. It was like the line where they where they say that one. I was like, oh, you were MI6. I liked when. when, (laughs) (laughs) All right, ladies, time to start the Iran Contra affair. That's like. Me and Robbie on our drive back were doing like exactly that. Just like, <laughs> all right, Angels, your most important mission yet. <laughs> we're dispatching you. To, we're dispatching you to Syria. We got an election. We need you to interrupt. <laughs> all right, ladies, how about a trip? How about a trip to the jungles of Venezuela? <laughs> Beach trip. Beach trip. <laughs> um, Woo! Destabilize a democracy. <laughs> yes, girls, get it. Uh, yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of rough. <laughs> uh, I will also say, um, the assassin in this movie is, like, kind of, kind of all right, kind of hot, nice tattoos. Um, I like his tattoos. He does an okay job, but it also, I think that, uh, my, to get on, to get on my, like, very minor, uh, soapbox, I don't think anybody's going to top Vlad Ivanov in, uh, Snowpiercer as, as the ultimate scary henchman. Ah, uh, I can't wait to watch, I still need to watch Snowpiercer. Oh, there's a scary there's a scary henchman in that movie and if my heart's a flutter <laughs> if i if i point him out within the first five minutes you'll be like that guy's not scary and oh then, i love those ki- i love yeah. those kinds of henchmen because that's what i thought when i when i watched snowpiercer i was like oh this is a goofy what a goofy looking guy Who, who's he scaring actually and then the movie happens that reminds me the the big shootout that happens in the cafe what the fuck yeah (laughs) like they're like oh they they hired like a professional to kill her and i'm like if they hired a professional to kill her they're not getting their money's worth (laughs) (laughs) like not because he didn't kill her why would be why would the way he kills her is i'm gonna shoot her in the middle of a cafe a crowded ass cafe something which a hundred percent is gonna raise more questions (laughs) when what you're trying to do is stop questions from being asked i will say it was very fucking hilarious that he was Typing on a typewriter with a mirror screen. To watch and, her. And she, like, looks at what he's typing, and it's just key mashing. <laughs> he's, he's writing a... He's a bottom, and he's writing a letter to his top overseas. <laughs> Shut the fuck up! <laughs> uh, I wanted I, I wanted that also to be the bit in Dr. Sleep, where she looks at the... Uh, she looks at the all work and no play in yeah. Jack's adult boy, and it's just key mashing. It's just key mashing. <laughs> <laughs> um... Key mashing, and then there's a, a single now and later telegram sticker for some reason. <laughs> yeah, you know, the, if your typewriter doesn't have now and later stickers on it, like <laughs> then you, what way did you pay for? I mean, that that furry who shot two cops has now and later stickers. 
<sighs> we're gonna talk about that. Huh? <laughs> we don't have to. We're gonna talk. About I just think that's really funny, <laughs> Mr. Lion. Mrs. <laughs> All right, ladies. This is <laughs> here's your target, Simba Lion. <laughs> <laughs> All right, girls. All right, angels. We gotta take out this Mendocino Cri- home. Kristen, we want you to infiltrate, dressed as a pesticide guy. <laughs> <laughs> what if the Charlie's Angels like get put on like swatting missions? They do, they do. <laughs> like that's why, like when they said MI6, I was like, you know. This movie is essentially about mercenaries for hire. Yeah. Like, that's the problem with setting them against, like, the tech giants is that, like, okay, but I know what this is. It's still <laughs> capitalism. This is, this is, you are a private military firm. Yeah. Like, you can't, you can't be like, wow, those capitalists are real bad, huh? Listen, I, those I, tech guys, I swear. <laughs> I'm a little older. I'm a little wiser. The spy spy shooty gun thing don't, doesn't really work for me the same way anymore. Just like, where, where are your allegiances? I do want a sequel, though, uh, where they are just, like, a SWAT team service that, like, just kills gamers. <laughs> uh, and then, like, they, they keep getting it wrong because someone keeps making them giving... SWAT innocent people, but they just don't care because it's still gamers and none of them are innocent. Uh, I think, thanks for I, listening, by the way. I think, uh, honestly, I think that's probably the biggest... I like the idea that they're being swatted to the wrong house, but the house is still a gamer house somehow every time. <laughs> well, um, yeah, no, that's that's like the thing. Like, gamers who gamers who stream yeah, are, they're, they're, like, they're, they're, not they're, pieces of shit are still getting swatted. But it, but they're all pieces of shit. Yeah, because they're streaming. Because you're streaming. Because you're <laughs> Ninja, streaming. you're next. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's... I think that's part of the reason why the weird, like pop feminist messaging that's super the problem with it is just that it's super heavy-handed and executed clearly by someone who doesn't give a shit mm-hmm. um i think the reason why it makes it feel so weird is because when you deploy that you kind of like start peeling off the plausible deniability of like this being a movie yeah. and you start introducing like well what is the what are the corollaries to this in the real world well all right the tech guy elon musk all right, so the angels, uh, private, not supervised, private, not uh, overseen by the government, very secretive, high to expensive. Oh, they're private military contractors. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's some Metal Gear shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's Blackwater, but for girls. Oh my god. It's it's Babe Water. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Also, they do WikiLeaks stuff in this movie, I guess. Yeah, I was gonna say I wasn't sure. I wasn't really sure what the point of them being like, "Oh, you're you're gonna be a whistleblower for us." So yeah, you should come to us, the military firm, <laughs> the private military, the military firm. Exactly who I want the people to. You know, you could just send a file to WikiLeaks. Just the people who work on contracts, no big deal. That's like who you can trust, right? Yeah. Oh, you got me the design documents to make a weapon that kills someone. Uh, yeah, that sounds... T- you said it's on the flash drive, right? Which folder? <laughs> and then they drop it in the lake anyway. God. I want... I was gonna say I want Kojima to direct a Charlie's Angels movie. Um, and I do, but I don't. I want him to direct... Uh, I want him to direct the Charlie's Angels tie-in game. Yeah! Oh my god. <laughs> uh, imagine if they still did that. How much money went into Do they producing? still do stuff like that? Oh. I don't think... I, I feel like there has to be, like, new movies 
that have had uh, just like shitty tie-in like shitty tie in games, but maybe I, not because I can't maybe. actually think of any that I've seen in a while. Well, yeah, because like it, it seems like there's such there's like a way we're in a console generation now that's like it's it seems like a higher sort of investment. Yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't just like crank it out. Yeah, absolutely. You can't just make a bullshit PS2 game that's like a puzzle connection Tetris thing or whatever. Yeah, no, I guess they I guess they stopped. I, I'm, I'm looking at a thing right now from 2017 where it's like somebody's like, hey, what happened to all those video games based on movies? I also feel like maybe the turnaround time on like movies versus games has like the, the, there's been a, like a, a, a valley that it's opened up on that. Right. Because I feel like that was it. Is like the game. The game would start to be developed probably around like post production for the movies, but maybe post production times have like yeah. shortened enough on films that they can like they can't really do that. If like, you want, like if you want to make a game that stands up in the market at this point, you have to start it like ten years a ago. year before you start <laughs> casting for the movie. Yeah, <laughs> at the very least. Uh, yeah, well, can someone send us uh, Charlie's Angels for the GameCube? I would really appreciate. I would, I'd play it. We should. Uh, we've actually debated doing doing streams where we just play bad movie tie-in games. Oh uh, yeah, because I own a lot. <laughs> yeah, I I have I have a couple. I, I really want to play the King Kong game because it's allegedly like all right. I rem- you know what's funny? I I played the King Kong tie-in game, but for a mobile phone. Oh God! Yeah. How is that? Uh, probably a lot better than most mobile phone games okay. were, but still not great. All uh, right. Well, it was a flip phone. Make, sure. Um, but yeah, no, yeah, I've, I've heard the the Kong games actually surprisingly really good. Like the Peter Jackson Kong one, right? Yeah, the Peter. Well, let me. Uh, Peter Jackson's King Kong, the official game of the movie. I should say the full title. Really. I, yeah, you really you can't. Uh, you really can't like you know disrespect the game. You know, it's like calling yeah. Silent Hill silent. <laughs> it's like calling Silent Hill Silent Hills. Uh, uh, is there even a Frozen tie-in? Oh, you know what it is? It's because our modern version of that is like Elsa Dentist Adventure. Yeah, that's true. It, go- it goes up on the App Store and makes a million, yeah, 20 no, million it, fucking It's 100% dollars. that it's because mobile apps, because you can you can crank those out. And like children who have access to uh, an iPhone will just buy it. And because Apple... It just lets you do that. <laughs> Apple just lets you make it. Apple just lets you put out games where, like, you can have, like, here, here, little Billy plays video game. Oh, there's a button in it that charges my card $5. <laughs> oh, and you can just push it as many times you as you want. You can just mash it a yeah. bunch of times. And, just... in, and in return, Elsa will say, you're my best friend, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry. It's Esla. It's, uh, it's not. It's not. Oh, uh, like the car. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> Elsa's from a Disney movie. We we're not associated with. Oh them. right, right. We're not right, associated right. with that company. We don't know anything about yeah, them. No, this, this is our is, this is our character Esla. This is our original character Esla. Esla freezing. Esla. Uh, <laughs> Esla Frozburn. <laughs> that's that's a real Kojima character. I was, I was like, I think I just actually wrote a Kojima character. <laughs> Frozen Three, directed by Kojima. <laughs> Hi, my name's Cold Freezeburn. <laughs> Hi, my name's Ice Pop. <laughs> my name's Snow Man Boy. Hi, I'm Sister Issues. Um, my name's Build Snowman. <laughs> uh, oh, I don't know who I don't know who I should go out with. Love interest or red herring? <laughs> One of my favorite stories was I I'd read a book about like the 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 that indie scene. Like mm-hmm. the indie film scene, and about how stoked the studio was that uh, Kaufman had gotten Cameron Diaz to play the girl in it, because they're like, 
Charlie's Angels just came out. She's really hot right now. There's something about Mary just came out. Or no, it was yeah, there's something about Mary. She's really hot right now. And then they got like the first footage back. And Cameron Diaz does not look like Cameron Diaz in that film. Because oh, wow. I, I don't know if you've seen Being John Malkovich yeah, in a while. Because she's supposed to be she's supposed to be like a very homely, like poor like girl. So she has mm. like fake like I, I feel like if I remember she has like fake acne on and stuff. She, her hair is like really long and shitty. Like it, she barely looks like Cameron Diaz. Like it's obviously still Cameron Diaz, but like this was when Cameron Diaz was like you know the hot it girl, and this is like not a hot it girl. Oh my god, I, she looks so different that I like didn't even rec- like I didn't recognize her in the movie it's, when I watched Being John Malkovich. It, yeah, it's like she has like you can see it in her face, but it's like yeah, it's like she has like that stuff on her face to make it look like she's kind of like got rashy. Like, uh-huh. she she looks nothing like Cameron Diaz, and specifically, she looks very homely, and the studio was pissed. <laughs> they were so mad at Charlie Kaufman for that. Bro. I mean, you know... And that, she gives a great performance in that movie, too. Yeah, that movie fucking rules. We love Spike Jones, even though we hate her. <laughs> uh, not her, not Cameron yeah, Diaz. Yeah, no, 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 we hate her. We love Cameron Diaz, we hate... If, if you're not if you're not on our Patreon, if you uh, we did talk if about you did it through our Patreon, we talk about the movie Her. <laughs> we talk about how Spike Jones's epic divorce man. <laughs> yeah. Um, but in any case, uh, I guess with regard to Charlie's Angels, what would you rather have spent your ticket price on? Um, you know. Not the Charlie's Angels, like, GameCube game, because that's probably, like, a $5 purchase. Maybe, like, that and, like, a replacement controller, because I think mine for my GameCube is kind of, like, I think one of the, the toggle sticks is a little busted. Mm. Yeah, for sure. And then I would play it. <laughs> and, then I, and then I could play the shitty game for, like, an hour and get mad. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would rather have a copy of uh, 007 Nightfire for the GameCube, because uh, that game is is night fire <laughs> nice nice it's basically um it's basically golden eye for the gamecube it's oh not, it's not that great but it's okay. cool it the, the multiplayer is really cool uh it just has that basically split screen multi- local multiplayer experience when are they gonna make a you know they should make like an all feminist reboot all feminist all feminist reboot of, of golden eye <laughs> um, for the n64 yeah so like john green john uh, green uh <laughs> Uh, Will Wheaton, uh, fucking, who's Amanda Palmer married to? Uh, Neil Gaiman. Neil Gaiman. Uh, Amanda Palmer can be in it as well. We should make a Charlie's Angels where it's all, like, famous guys who get pegged. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were going to say they should make a Charlie's Angels, but it's, like, Amanda Palmer. (laughs) Amanda Palmer, is she a Charlie's Angel? Uh, you know, she didn't, she, they should have had her as a cameo in that movie. (laughs) Yeah. Playing herself. And that's why she's stalking that music journalist. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. For, it's for a mission. <laughs> and not because Amanda Palmer is like a, a rich, deranged person who's just allowed to do whatever the fuck she wants, I guess. Amanda Palmer rappelling into a reviewer's house. <laughs> <laughs> to, to fucking poor Jenny Schechter ass. <laughs> Amanda Palmer is literally Jenny she's Schechter. She's literally doing that Jenny Schechter plot line. Like, why don't you love me? Where, she, where Jenny Schechter is stalking a journalist who gave her, her book a bad review. Oh, my God. Uh, we have the, fun here. <laughs> the L word predicted Amanda Palmer. Uh, I would have rather spent my money on um, the L word. Uh, no, no. What set. are you glad you spent? Your oh, money what am I glad I didn't? Because because you said uh, the 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 video game. Oh yeah, shit. Well, I'm glad I didn't spend my money on uh, 
Amanda Palmer's new album. Yeah, that's a fuck. That's a good choice. That's a really good choice. I guess I'm glad I didn't spend my money on, um, <sighs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> what? Because I, I was gonna make a joke about like the 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 girl Ghostbusters remake, but I was like, honestly, even that was better than Charlie's Angels. You think so? I kind of I kind of feel the opposite. I Actually, don't... you know what? No, I think it's just because the Charlie's Angels is fresher. Because mm-hmm. like I was like, yeah, but I could rewatch the the Ghostbusters, and then I thought about it, I was like, I could not rewatch the Ghostbusters <laughs> remake. It's really bad. Th- this one has. Kristen Stewart delivers on what uh, Kate McLennan only only teased upon. Yeah, I yeah, Kristen Stewart is really living that life. Like, I can't wait. You know what? I mean, uh, I cannot wait to go see Undertale, uh, the the the, <laughs> alien, the movie that's just going to be Kristen Stewart playing uh, Ripley, but underwater and in a bad movie. <laughs> yeah, they're making a lot of those now. Just Alien, but bad. Home was like that. Yeah, no, I know. People people are, people want another Alien. Uh, but people don't want to put in the effort to make another alien. <laughs> yeah, the thing about just here's the thing: if you want to make another alien, think about what made Alien cool, and then make a new thing yeah. that is cool instead of just being like, "Well, this worked in Alien, so it'll probably work in this." Yeah, and it won't <laughs> because <laughs> why, it, because it's a different movie. Why did it work in Alien? You know, um, what we're saying is that you need to have more monsters that look like penises. Yes. That's that's only thing that made Alien good. Absolutely. I'm I'm really hoping Hollywood executives are listening. Hollywood executives don't listen. I'm really hoping they're listening so <laughs> that they take this advice because I think it'd be really funny. Just make everything look. Hollywood like a executives, dick. you can listen now. <laughs> make everything look like a dick or a pussy. Yeah. Like the. That's all people want. That's what people. That's what, That's why Alien versus Predator was so good. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it was a dick and a pussy fighting. <laughs> Who win? Who's gonna win a fight, dick or pussy? Uh, that's what Charlie Jason is about, I guess. I don't oh. know. Um, all right. My bet's on pussy. Yeah. No, pussy power. Pussy power. Uh, I didn't answer the question. I, cause there's a lot. Charlie's Angels was not very fun. Uh, I guess taco time is my go-to answer yeah, usually. You know. There's very rare. A movie has to be really bad for me to be like, I, ru- I wish I ate taco time instead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It like, it, it's not good, but if you just turn your fucking brain off. I figured it out. Um, I'm glad I didn't spend my money on uh, sending money so that the Israeli Defense Force can have a pizza, because that is a thing oh. that you, that is a thing you can do online. Wow! You, it's called it's like idfpizza.org or something. You can buy you can buy them pizza. Hey, that's really fucking disgusting, and I hate the world. Yeah. Anyway, for some reason that reminded me of Charlie's Angels. <laughs> Just gotta munch on a munch on a quick slice of mushroom and pineapple while I. Shoot someone for living where they live. Well, it's, you know, it's like, it's just very stressful. You know, people will throw bottles and not hit me. Oh, people, yeah. <laughs> people will throw bombs that don't work and miss. Uh, so we have to go into their village with all of the funding that America can give for like a million automatic weapons. For and all, for, for, for all of the drugs that we have sold yeah. <laughs> to, to other countries. Fuck the fucking IDF. Fuck, yeah. Fuck, it's fuck Wonder Woman. It's God. That, <laughs> there, there's the connection. That's yeah. That's where my brain was at. It was like, oh yeah, because Wonder Woman was in the IDF. Weird. She didn't have a cameo in this one. She yeah. must have been busy. Was there any? Uh, and, is, was there any bank uh, side fights recent firefights recently? Any Palestinians to kill? <laughs> All of Gal, them. Gal Gadot, All of them. It looks Gal like Gal Gadot when she sees a Palestinian. <laughs> <laughs> Takes out that fucking. 
<laughs> that golden whip. <laughs> so, anyway. Thanks for listening. Uh, yeah, sorry both of these movies were not really yeah, great. Yeah, no, they were, they were uh, good. Which kind of broke our brains, as you could tell. <laughs> movies aren't well, good. I've, I, we have been using a, th- a therapy light this entire time, though, so yeah. we feel great. I feel my I feel fine. My vitamin D is back to normal. I'm I'm regulated. I'm emotionally regulated. It shoots, it shoots, I was reading it like it puts chemicals in your eyes that help you sleep better and feel more alert in the morning. That's I believe it. I'll believe, <laughs> it, I'll believe anything. I'll believe anything anybody tells me. Yeah, anytime. that's what it says in the box, and they can't yeah. lie. <laughs> it's not FDA regulated, but they can't lie. <laughs> Listen, this was recommended to me by the New York Times. The same oh, people. Oh, they who, know everything. <laughs> yeah, except apparently how Epstein killed himself. <laughs> <laughs> all right well thanks for listening everybody join us on patreon where we have uh, exclusive previews we're putting this one up three days early for our patrons so if you're not a patron you're three days late yeah bitch everyone else has already moved on <laughs> the call out posts have already been written <laughs> God. everyone else is listening to our frozen 2 episode we're not gonna do a frozen probably not well we might i don't know uh, i didn't watch the first there's one. too many movies that i want to see and also movies that we should talk about because we want to i also want to see knives out and yeah. honey boy knives out is i'm excited about it kind of honey boy whatever i'll N- watch it knives out i was like eh, but like everyone is saying it's really good so i'm really excited yeah, to see i it. want clue two clue two clue Give two me. Uh, again it's it's the movie where it's like when i saw the trailer for it i was like even if this movie sucks if this movie's just these actors having fun, I'm in. That's, yeah, I it. love these actors. <laughs> yeah, Tony Collette, fuck yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, Lakeith Stan, Stan- Lakeith Stanfield, yeah, Stanfield. Okay, Lakeith Stanfield, fucking great. Um, love all of them, uh, and thanks so much. All right, all right. thanks for joining. Bye. I am Baru. I am J Bear Hat. Bye. Bye. Bye.